heroes come and go. He said, but legends live forever. Man, my city was going crazy with the priest of Chino. And free that meets can see the hood hero. Don't gotta pull no point. We know. And wherever that drama at, we go. Hey, what's going on, man? This is Will Z Tidwell with Speak Up Z, your neighborhood hero. And you are now tuned in to Z Speaks. Let's get it. Okay, yeah, so I gotta start off all interviews by asking your full name and title. Okay, um, so my name is uh, William Zachary Tillwell, uh, but most people call me Z. Um, and I'm the CEO of Speak Up Z LLC. Okay, cool. And um, can you list and describe all of your businesses and endeavors? Okay, um, well, Speak Up Z LLC is the holding company. Um, and, and up, up under that, up under that, uh, umbrella, um, I have, uh, Speak Up Z Rights, which is a writing ghost company that helps with, um, academic writing, um, ghost writing for authors, um, uh, writing for entrepreneurs such as marketing and business plans, things of that nature. Um, and then I also have another, another company under Speak Up Z, um, that Speak Up Media. So that focuses more on content creation for entrepreneurs, marketing, um, um, and things of that nature for uh, small businesses. And, and uh, last but not least, I also have uh, Z's Detail, um, which is a detail and car wash shop that, that focuses on um, community embedment and creating resources and opportunities for less fortunate men and women um, and for the youth by giving them employment, things of that nature. So, yeah. Okay, cool. So, um, how long have you pursued entrepreneurship, and what were some of your first businesses and end of words? Uh, to be honest with you, I've been a pretty much an entrepreneur all my life, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, you 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 never really realize how you've been molded into your gifts when you just kind of operate into just being yourself. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. uh, as young as eleven, twelve years old, my pops used to wake me up um, five in the morning. You know, I used to have to go cut grass and mow lawns and, you know, odd jobs like that of the kids to be able to pay for my own school clothes, my own, uh, you know, school supplies and things of that nature. Not because he couldn't pay for it, but because he was instilling something in me early, not only that entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit, but also just the, the, the having the dignity to go work for something yourself. So I've been working for myself early as 12 years old and watching cars and therefore how I ended up having a detail shop and, you know, things like that. So, yeah, I've been doing this for quite a while. And what was the other part of that question you said? Um, let's see. You yeah, what were some of your first businesses? Okay, so yeah, that was basically that was the, yeah, I've been, uh, it started out just me speaking. Um, I forgot to mention that I'm a speaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, started out me just speaking, but you know, what I realized really early on is that you speaking is, is cool, right? But mm-hmm. you really have to have some substance behind what you're saying. Because at some point, just motivational speaking is more than just, you know, stay telling people that they can do something and believe in themselves and all that. You really have to have a resume for yourself that gains you the credibility as to why that person should listen to you. Or else you're going to be like, who are you to tell me how to do something when you ain't doing nothing? So therefore, as I got older, I realized I had to go build something for myself to show people that I know how to do that. Um, so that's how my detail shop came about, me organizing, you know, large community initiatives and outreach programs such as my youth program. Um, where we're teaching youth entrepreneurship and arts, um, you know, organizing big backpack drives for the youth, um, homeless initiatives and things of that nature. So 
Um, yeah, those are just some of the things I have my hands in, some of the things I do that have, you know, built me up to what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so you say you started off as a motivational speaker. What made you want to get into that? Um, I just always talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be real with you, I've always uh, talked too much, and I've always been a, a guy that, uh, you know, stayed in trouble for talking, you know what I mean? And, and again, you never know how you're being molded to use your gift because I always had the gift. I was always the guy that was, you know, leading the plays in my schools and I would do the morning announcements at my elementary school and, and just all of those things, you know. And um, I, I remember going through a really dark time in my life where um, I found myself, in a, you know, being homeless for a while and things of that nature when I was around 17, 18 years old. And um, I just went through a dark time. And um, I didn't know how to get through it and, and really cope with those feelings other than me writing out what I was feeling and turned it into poetry and creative writing. I mean, eventually I started sharing, like, the things that I was writing in my journals on my social media platform. So this is when Instagram really was just, I don't say it was just popping off, but it was really, you know, Instagram was really starting to become something big for, you know, people in our generation. And so um, I used to take those things, I used to take those things and share it on my social media platforms. And it was therapy for me the way the things I was talking about and the way I was performing it, but I was helping so many other people. I was, so many other people was relating to the stuff I was talking about, you know, and, and it was helping them through their dark times. And so I, it, it made me feel good. It made me feel like I had a purpose. It made me feel like I had a passion that my words and, and, and the way I, you know, articulated things made people feel something, you know what I mean? Cause it's, it's one, it's one thing to, to motivate people, but it's one thing to make people, you know, move people with your, with move people's emotions with your words. That's a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, when I started to realize the type of power I possessed that I had been blessed with, um, I started getting falling in love with the speaking game and started studying the greats like Les Brown, Eric Thomas, and all of those type of people that, that have paved the way. And I started studying the art of speaking and I just never looked back, to be honest with you. Okay. That's dope. Um, let's see what else. Okay, yeah, so I know you talked about experiencing homelessness a couple of times on your platform. Um, if you don't mind, can you kind of go more in detail about that? What led you to that point, and how did you overcome it? Uh, what led me to that point? Mm-hmm. Well, um, I grew up in a two-parent household uh, all my life, you know what I mean? So I never really had any real just struggles. Like, you know, we were a decent middle-class family, you know what I mean? Um, but as I got older, I think the only thing that kept my parents, because my parents had a shaky relationship majority of our life, right? But I think the only thing that kept them together as long as they did was the fact that my mom didn't want any of her kids to really experience what life was like uh, without both of their, without both of our parents in our life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like us growing up as kids, right? She didn't want us to have to go from my dad's house to our mom's house. She didn't want us to have to deal with that. So she just put up with a lot of, uh, excuse my, I don't know if I can cuss or not, but she put up with a lot of stuff, basically, you know, dealing with my father. And uh, when I graduated high school, things just kind of fell apart, you know. Um, so my mom basically went to jail for a crime she didn't commit. Basically, my, my dad accused her of something that she didn't do. So basically, get rid of her. Um, you know, long story short, she just sabotaged their relationship and get rid of her. Um, so she was sent to jail for like, you know, a night or two. Um, I, I was on a basketball scholarship at the time, you know, getting ready to go to school for that. Um, but I started missing so much school because again, my mom was in jail and, 
you know, he's in a shaky situation. And I try to get, we try to make sure she's okay, me and my sisters. So uh, I wasn't worried about no schools and no basketball or nothing like that anymore at all. Um, so I, I lost that scholarship. Uh, like I said, school was the last thing on my mind. And my mom didn't really even have anywhere to go um, once that situation occurred. You know what I mean? So she could, uh, so she was like living on my sister's house or just trying to find somewhere for her to be. And, and from that situation, when he kicked my mom out, he also kicked me out as well from my house. So I didn't have anywhere really to go. You know what I mean? So I would find myself sleeping on my sister's couch myself or sleeping on my pot on the floor or in my car some days, feeling to eat. Like, it was a struggle. It was a real struggle. You know what I mean? You know, stretch out of high school, no education, you know, far as that type of stuff, go far as the uh, higher education and all that type of stuff. And so it was, it was a real struggle. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. But making money, I, I just, I was lost. Mm-hmm. And so, um, it was a dark time, you know, basically. And um, how I overcame it is, again, just, even though I was going through that story in my life, a lot of times we don't understand why we're dealing with the things we're dealing with. We don't get like, damn, why am I having to go through this? Why am I having to, you know, be the one to experience this type of struggle? But again, it was molding me into becoming the person I was becoming because I honestly don't believe that I would have the type of passion and love I have for my community, the way I love to give back and building the business I built and finding out my passion for speaking and poetry and writing and the way I do if it hadn't been for that storm. And so, what saved my life and helped me get over that is the fact that I did find my gifts and that broken I found, you know, uh, who I was supposed to be and what I was supposed to be doing in that broken town. Uh, and, and that's what kept me going because I, I fell in love with that. I fell in love how I was making people feel with my gifts and what I was doing for people with my gifts. And, uh, yeah, it just kept me motivated. And I just never looked back. And, you know, now we're here you know, on, on my way to building an empire. So. Okay, cool. Um, so yeah, you talked about your detailing business a little bit earlier. Um, yeah, so was this a business specifically created to help the community? I know that you, um, employ less fortunate and the youth for that. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, uh, I will, so what we did was created a business model that a lot of businesses are starting to adopt more and more, which is called a gear model. Where, you know, you see people like the organization, like the shoe company Tom's, where uh, every pair of shoes we buy, they, they donate a pair to someone in a, in a, in a, a country that doesn't, that isn't as fortunate, right? Or, you know, like Tacos for Life is a company that does it where every time you buy one of their meals, they donate a meal to a less fortunate child, that type of, uh, that's what they call, consider a gift model. And so I, I kind of took that same philosophy, um, and built a platform and made people understand like Tom's is not really selling shoes. And, and tacos for life isn't selling tacos, but they're selling their service and giving and, um, you know, giving back to, to, to communities in general. And I wanted to do the same thing in my own unique way in my own neighborhood. And so what I did was create a platform. Like, again, something I did as a kid, I used to watch parties as a kid and hustle, but they kept me out of so much trouble, which is why my dad also made me work because he didn't want me to. I grew up in the hood, but I was never a hood guy. I never, I never, you know, tried to portray that image because he always kept me busy. So I never had time to get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I took that same mindset, that same model, like I mentioned earlier, and, uh, created that. So we're not really washing cars. I mean, yeah, we are, but the real model and the real goal is that every time somebody supports our platform and supports this business that I've created, um, that's one more kid that I can pull off the streets and make sure they don't go to the system or one more man that doesn't have to be homeless or hungry anymore. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the whole mindset behind it. Every time you support this model and support this business and this platform, we can help more people, but we can eliminate homelessness and we can eliminate the lack of youth mentorship um, a little by a little. So, yeah, that's the goal. 
Okay, cool. I really fuck with that. Um, appreciate that, man. Appreciate that. <laughs> yeah, no problem. Um, let's see what else I got. Okay. So yeah, you kind of coin yourself as the neighborhood hero. Um, <laughs> so yeah, with that, do you feel like um, how can I phrase this? Um, kind of. Can you go into more of how that how you? Uh, I'm sorry, how you became inspired <laughs> to kind of have a. Um, my words. Yeah, um, because I know like that's a big part of your image is your philanthropy and also being a businessman. So how do you right. kind of balance those two? Um, I, I mean, I, I literally, you know, believe in that. I believe in that type of structure of business. And I believe in, you know, when I started to learn more about business for myself again, I'm, I'm self-educated in everything I do for building my businesses. So my philanthropy, I just really taught myself and I. I studied other people that were doing it well, and I just uh, I just figured it out, right? But I believe in, in, in this business. I believe in any business or any platform you have, if you figure out how to serve, how to give, and how to incorporate your community in making them better and whatever you're doing, that that's how you truly build a brand. You know what I mean? And again, some of the examples I gave earlier, the big, some of the biggest brands in the world, um, they give back to their people. They give back to their community because they understand by doing that, you're better in the community and therefore putting them in a better position to support what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that's what I was truly trying to do is, is, you know, adopt that type of mindset. And every business that I help other entrepreneurs build or that I'm a part of, I try to, I try to put it on them to, to adopt that mindset too. But it's hard sometimes because people think when I say give and support and community, they think they have to have a lot of money to do this. No, if you know how to go out and, and raise money, that's great. If you know, if you use what you have to be an impact on community, it's all you need. You don't always have to have money to do that. You know what I mean? And so I just try to, try to, uh, you know, make more people understand that, that you'll go a lot further, but you got to have patience to do it. And so, but that neighborhood hero type of coin type of term kind of came from a, just really trying to, you know, start focusing on my personal brand too, because I believe in if you can build a personal brand up in a positive way, whatever you, that personal that person that is that is that personal brand does, as far as whatever product and service and business they have, more people are entitled to support it. So, for instance, if if I make people fall in love with me, Z as the person, and they fuck with what I, who I am and what I stand for, whether I could be selling fucking pinatas, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. You gonna support it because you fuck with me. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And um, but people don't a lot. Yeah, a lot of people don't understand that either. You know what I mean? So um, that's that's kind of how I view that. You know what I mean? Therefore, where neighborhood hero came from because when you hear that term, you're gonna you know if you're from my city or you know if you heard of me any type of way, you're gonna automatically nine times out of ten associate that name with who Z is and what Z is trying to do. Um, he's trying to be a hero for his city, his community. And that's literally all I'm trying to do. So it was more about a, a, a branding a branding move and, and trying to be known for what I want to be remembered for, which is that. Okay, nice. Um, so as somebody who is known for motivating others and inspiring others, how do you yourself stay motivated and indulge in self-care? Um, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's crazy you asked me that, but I literally just had a conversation with one of my, um, my managers at the detail shop telling her the same thing about like how, um, I'm very mindful of what I consume. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, like, I, I used to notice a while back, you know, every time I got on social media, all, and I, excuse my words, but I, I used to, all I followed was, was just half naked hoes and niggas talk, niggas fighting and niggas in there smoking all day and niggas flexing money. And don't get me wrong, I come from that. I come from that. I ain't, I don't, I don't down no woman that chooses to, you know, show off her body, body appreciation. I'm not, I'm not gonna sit up here and stunt like I'm just this perfect, holy roly type of person. I'm not gonna lie to you like that. But again, I was only getting what I was consuming. Therefore, if you consume a hella fatty food, you're gonna be a fat, unhealthy person. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with what we consume and what we hear and what we're listening to every day. So I had to be more mindful of that. So I started following less and less of those type of women, those type of people. And I started following more entrepreneurs, more people that, that are, you know, motivational speakers themselves and more people that can educate me on how to build a business and how to be a better philanthropist and all of those type of things. Um, instead of listening to music so much, I'm listening to more educational podcasts when I'm riding. I just try to be mindful of those type of things, you know what I mean? Trying to, trying to work out, trying to hoop. Spending time with my daughter, which makes me really happy. You know, things of that nature, you know, just trying to find those happy places and constantly being mindful of what I put into my body, not just, in my, you know, what I eat, but what I'm listening to, what I hear, uh, you know, what I connect myself to, who I connect myself to. I'm very, I try to be very mindful of that things. And, you know, it kind of keeps me going and, and, and allows me to stay in a creative space so I can do what I need to do for my people. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. um, that, that really helps me a lot, uh, to be honest with you. Okay. So I know you're a really busy person. So what does a typical day look like for you? Or is there any even such a thing as a typical day for you? Shit, that's a that's the crazy part. It really isn't, you know. <laughs> like 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 today, like to, like today for instance, you know what I mean? I uh, I had to be at the shop at ten. I go to bed till five in the morning from you know, from working. Mm-hmm. Um, and just kind of setting up for today, you know, make sure my content was ready and make sure the team got what they need to do for the day. Um, and then I had to be here at 10 and then we, you know, I oversaw what they were doing at the shop and then I know I had to do this interview too. And I got another call right after this and then I got a, a podcast interview tonight at 7. So it's just really varied. Like some days I might just be at my office all day just going to work on the computer and then I might be at the shop all day helping wash cars. Like, that's the thing about being a serial entrepreneur and having your hands so many pots. I love that though. I love that hustle. I love that game. Cause one day, like I said, I might just wake up and say, you know what? I'm going to close everything, go chill with my daughter. And the next day I might be at the shop all day washing cars and have to get wet and get dirty like everybody else. And then some days I might just let them do their thing and let them run it. And I might just go sit in my office and do interviews all day. Like what are we doing? So mm-hmm. my days really just vary. Um, but I love that though. I love the, 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 the unknown factor of what to come with each day. You feel me? So. That, that's that's fun part of being an entrepreneur. Not not it's not it's never born. It's never cliche. It's never gonna be the same thing twice. Uh, I love that part about it. All right, nice. Um, so, what are some future goals that you have for yourself and your businesses? Um. Well, I definitely want I want ZZ to become a franchise. Uh. So mm-hmm. you know, multiple of them in my city, multiple of them um in other in other uh, cities and states as well. Uh. So hopefully that'll be, that's one of the main things that I'm going to be working on here soon as I continue to uh, automate my system and automate my businesses where I can really kind of step away from them and they can run themselves. Um, but I've felt that it so many times, you know, people try to talk about the successes, but, you know, I'm still working out the kinks of a lot of my companies. But now that I kind of have a foundation, um, once I automate it, that's the real goal, just to build that franchise out of the detail shop. Um, I eventually want to, um, <clears throat> I eventually want to have my own entrepreneurship, like academy, school, um, kind of like that's a youth program model I mentioned earlier to you, but like 
year-round, like, kids enroll and go here, and they're learning, like, actual skills, trades, mm. uh, you know, knowledge on how to build a business, because I think that's the future, uh, you know, learning, learning crypto, learning that type of stuff, because that's that's what that's where we're headed. Um, yeah, so I have many, but I think those are the biggest ones. And really automate my businesses where I can step away from them and just fully create, you know, and fully uh, figure out more ways for us to make money. Um, and like I said, my entrepreneurship school and mom and just, you know, having the detail all over the country where we can eliminate homelessness and be that, that resource for the kids, you know, a little bit by little bit. But that's the goal. Okay. Um, so that's basically all the questions I have for you. Is there anything else you would like anybody to know about Will Z to the Will? Uh, no, uh, to be honest with you, I mean, I know I, I talk too much already, so <laughs> I'm, uh, not really, man. Just, you know, connect with me. I'm not a, I love connecting and collaborating with, with new people and the people in general. So, uh, I don't know if anybody's going to hear this or not, or this for your personal use, but if you guys hear this, man, please, you know, feel free to follow me and connect with me on all social media platforms. Um, Will Z2 Will. Like I said, I'm, I'm a very open guy. I'm not a stuck up bougie guy who's going to be on no weird shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, um, that's the you know, and I love to work, man. And if you got something I do working on, let's talk about it. So, other than that, no, um, this was an amazing interview. I appreciate you for thinking of me for real. Uh, no problem. <sighs> oh, man. That brings us to the end of another episode of Z Speaks Podcast. But don't worry, this won't be the last. Um, but I really hope you enjoyed this episode, man. I hope it really brought you some value. And most of all, man, I hope you, you use this information and apply it to everyday life, your business, your platform, and anything else, man. But with love, um, I love you from the bottom of my heart, man. Don't forget to follow me on all social media platforms at Will, Z-E-E, Titwell. Um, and, man, until next time, peace. Love y'all.